are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I'm your host, Jake Amastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you follow us at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you have any questions or comments you'd like discussed or heard on the podcast, you can email those into lockdownbrewers at gmail.com. Again, always, always appreciate those emails and those Twitter comments and all the feedback that we get on the episode to make this an interactive episode with you, the listeners. And we'll be talking about some of those Twitter questions and comments later on in the episode. We're also going to be looking at the Jackie Bradley Jr. rumors and what that means for the outfield situation and whether or not that means that possibly the Brewers have some more money to spend this offseason. So uh, we'll get into that and a lot more on today's podcast. But I want to tell you about Built Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Let's start with those Jackie Bradley Jr. rumors. So once again, the rumor mill catches us by surprise this offseason. I don't think anybody thought that the Brewers would be in on Jackie Bradley Jr. The outfield situation seemed to be pretty set in stone with Lorenzo Cain, Avisel Garcia, and Christian Yelich. Uh, but also nobody thought we'd be looking at Colton Wong. So um, it just goes to show you that Stearns in the front office are exploring every and every possible avenue that they could go to to try to improve this team, which is is great, certainly. Um, but this one here, I, I, I've been trying to make myself understand it ever since I heard the news, and I just I, I don't know that I can completely get on board uh, with the idea of them signing Jackie Bradley Jr. It doesn't really do much for me. Um, he's not really any better, if he's any better at all, than what we have in Lorenzo Cain, other than he's, you know, four years younger. And, you know, you're probably going to be starting another multi-year deal, you know, with him. Uh, the Brewers obviously have Kane for this year and next year at a pretty hefty price. Um, so I don't really understand, you know, the motive here for, for Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, yes, I know he had a good 2020 season, but again, if you've been listening to the podcast since I took over I, I don't put much stock into 2020 seasons if you look at the you know three seasons prior to that he hit under 250 in all of those seasons so and, and he strikes out at a 25 percent clip so not exactly the type of hitter that the brewers need in their lineup uh, he does bring some some pop with you know three seasons of 15 or more home runs but uh, he just really doesn't doesn't strike me as the type of hitter that the brewers need somebody that's really going to make a huge impact offensively you know it obviously is a very good defender but so is Lorenzo Cain um, so I, I don't understand the, the interest here and again we don't necessarily know the level of interest that the Brewers have here and there there are several teams that are still interested in uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. so uh, again I don't know to what extent the Brewers are in on him uh, Robert Murray is the one who who broke the news saying, you know, the Brewers were in the mix for free agent outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. You know, in the mix could mean that they've simply just checked up on him, that 
they're showing interest in him. Again, to me, it's just good due diligence by the front office to uh, be exploring all options and all uh, possible scenarios to try to improve this team, and I certainly applaud them for that. But Jackie Bradley just doesn't doesn't do much for me. He's not really going to move the needle for me if the Brewers were to sign him. You know, that maybe they sign him and, and there's some fallouts, uh, other pieces being moved around, but, um, you know, without knowing exactly what that looks like, uh, just adding Jackie Bradley Jr. to this roster does not do a whole lot for me. You know, the fact that there's been reports out there that he's looking for a four-year deal, um, which I don't think are going to happen, but, you know, if that's what he's looking for, that's what he's searching for, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go that far for him. You know, maybe the Brewers are showing interest now because JBJ's realizing, you know, that market just isn't there and that the price is dropping on him a little bit. And maybe that's why the Brewers are, you know, exploring that possibility if he comes down into their price range and they think he makes sense. But again, even at that, I don't, I don't understand, I don't see what JBJ does for this Brewers team to really make them better. Um, to be quite honest with you. And if you feel differently, please, you know, comment on Twitter, let me know. But uh, again, I've been, I've been looking at it all day trying to figure out how this makes sense, you know, for the Brewers and how it makes them a better team in 2021 and beyond. And I'm just not seeing it. Um, I mean, he is, you know, a left-handed bat and I know they're trying to get more left-handed in the, in the starting lineup. But uh, again, he's, he's really not much better if, any better than what we have in Lorenzo Kane. Um, but that does bring up some, you know, obvious questions about Kane. And, you know, obviously only played five games last year and, and opted out. You know, you wonder how rusty he'll be coming into this season. And obviously, you know, he is 34, about to turn 35, getting up there in age a little bit. And again, it's owed good money. He's owed $17 million for 2021 and $18 million for 2022. So that's a pretty... Uh, hefty price tag there so you know I don't I don't exactly know what these JBJ rumors mean for Kane you know obviously there were questions throughout the day on Monday to Craig Council about you know limiting Kane's playing time and who would you know play center in his absence um, and that led to best shape of my life uh, comments or, or reports for Avisel Garcia you know who Council said looked pretty good out there in center in Kane's absence last year, but apparently Avisel Garcia has lost, you know, 30 pounds and again is in the best shape of his life as most players are this time of year. Um, and the numbers weren't terrible for Garcia in center last year. He did have a negative five DRS, but had a, a positive 2.3 UCR. So um, again, probably not as bad as you would have thought. Um, just looking at the numbers, obviously, but. I wouldn't want him out there every day. Obviously, you want you want Kane out there, um, but it was just interesting to point out. You know, that was the first person that Council kind of brought up is Garcia and taking those reps from Kane when he does get days off. I would, you know, if I were projecting, I would say Kane probably plays 120 games this year. Um, you know, that's that's where Zips has him projected 121 games. Uh, he's going to get a lot of time off, and they're going to need somebody to, to step in there and play center field, obviously, which is why that fourth outfielder position is kind of big, too, uh, between Derek Fisher and Billy McKinney there mainly. 
because um, I think you know again Kane is Kane is gonna take some time off. He's gonna need some rest, uh, getting up there in age. Uh, but I, again, just going back to the Jackie Bradley Jr. rumors, unless unless you think you can move Kane, I don't understand. I don't see how how signing Jackie Bradley Jr. for a multi-year deal makes a ton of sense. So I, I don't personally see it happening. I don't think it will happen, uh, which means it probably will. Um, but uh, at least, again, I, I like the due diligence by the Brewers front office to at least be exploring the possibilities and seeing what's out there to try to improve this team. But JBJ just doesn't really do it for me. Uh, after the break, I want to talk a little bit more about the Brewers offseason and whether or not they have some more money to spend and then uh, look at some of the latest spring training news and then also get into some of the Twitter questions. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though the football season might be over, the NBA, NHL, and college basketball seasons are in full swing. And also, of course, you got the MLB season coming up. But betonline.ag does more than just sports. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. This Built Bar has a ton of flavors, about 18 the last time that I counted, and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your chocolate or chocolate chip, your fudge or cookies and cream, which are some that I, I really enjoy, but they have a bunch of different flavors from often Tommy t- toffee to mint. Obviously, peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate raspberry. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in a protein bar. And it's something that's going to give you a very unique taste and something that tastes good and not hard as a rock like a lot of other protein bars out there that I just I can't stand. It has a soft middle, so it's very easy to get down. It's very good and tasty and also great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs. So whether you like to take them before a workout or during workout or as a meal replacement in the morning, uh, you can eat them at any time and they're packed with plenty of protein and there aren't a lot of carbs involved so it's a good treat for you to be able to have and they are they taste amazing i can't tell you enough about how good that they are especially for a protein bar so make sure that you go to builtbar.com today try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites go to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked on for 20 percent off your next order just go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code locked on Get more out of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. So with these JBJ rumors, it has me thinking that um, perhaps the Brewers have more money to spend than we are thinking um, again Jackie Bradley Jr. has a lot of suitors out there and is most likely going to get you know a multi-year deal and a pretty uh, significant amount of money and again we've heard of the Brewers you know being in on Justin Turner until the end they 
uh, were reported to be a Marcel Azuna, players who got big money this year. Um, and now is just another example of them, you know, being in on somebody who's likely going to be pretty expensive. So, you know, it makes you wonder that maybe the Brewers payroll budget's going to be a little bit more than we were expecting. Uh, I know when I took over the podcast back, you know, mid January, uh, we were talking about a payroll of 80, 85 million, um, you know, which certainly is, is nowhere close to where some of the other big time competitors in the, the national league are. Um, but you know, you look at it now and perhaps, you know, the payroll could go as high as, you know, hundred, 105 million. Um, I mean, that certainly would be, would be great news. I think that would certainly, uh, open up things a little bit. Um, you know, obviously with the Colton Wong deal too, some of that money was deferred to try to lower the budget for 2021 and keep that, uh, flexibility there. But what it, means to me again i've gone over the jackie bradley jr rumors and i don't see it being a fit i don't think the brewers end up with him but what it means to me more is that there is money there to be spent and even if it's not spent this off season it can be spent during the season so you know you let the season play out a little bit you see how things are going to work out between luis urias and orlando arcia on the left side of the infield um and kind of you know, let let that situation dictate itself, uh, and then possibly you see what's out there on the market in trades. Um, and obviously, you know there could be potential for a lot of big names to be available through trades this season. Um, now, the one detriment for the Brewers in that regard is they um, don't have a highly you know ranked system. Which ha- having a highly ranked farm system doesn't mean a whole lot because it's more about how other teams evaluate your players and your systems and certainly they have some players uh, that they can trade from or that they can trade with who would be coveted by other teams but you know it makes me wonder that you know perhaps there is some flexibility in the in the budget in the payroll that if things are going well during the season that the front office would uh, be able to have room to make a big upgrade during the season Uh, perhaps go get a, a big bat or another arm uh, that may be needed once you see how things play out. And that's always great. That's always what you want, you know, as as an organization, as a team. You want to have in-season payroll flexibility. You don't always want to cap it out during the offseason and then leave yourself hamstrung uh, at the trade deadline. So to me, even if the Brewers don't make another move this offseason, it at least tells me that if the Brewers are in a good place, you know, in the NL Central, in the in the playoff standings, you know, come – June, July, that there's there's room there for the front office to make a big move to get an impact player to help for the the postseason push. So to me, that's good news. That that should be great news to Brewers fans, um, knowing that they have that room there to be out and go to be able to go out and make a move uh, when they need to. So we'll see how that situation plays out. Uh, I still think you know they need an upgrade at third base. Um, I would like before the season, but again, as I talked about on the last podcast, maybe they're just going to let things play out between Urias and Arcia. Uh, whoever loses out in that shortstop battle will, will start the year at third base. We'll have to see again how that how that plays out over spring training, but wouldn't mind them getting another um, third baseman there on the roster for some depth uh, that you can at least stash away on the bench. Uh, another one of those possibilities 
um, ended up going to the Braves and Jake Lamb. I know that was somebody that a lot of Brewers fans were interested in uh, for the Brewers possibly going after, but it looks like he's ended up uh, with the Braves. But Jet Jericho's still out there. Michael Franco's still out there. Um, I, I still think Jericho makes a ton of sense because he can cover both corner and field spots. So we'll see what happens there and if they're able to bring in another um, bat this offseason. But again, if not, it, it tells me that there's money, money there to be spent, which uh, should be great news for all Brewers fans. A couple of other um, tidbits from spring training, something that I, I wasn't aware of, but certainly is great news, is that there's a minor league mini camp uh, where 15 players who weren't part of the spring training um, camp roster, which again is that roster that you can have a maximum of 75 players on, and obviously those players will participate in games and whatnot, but there's also a, a minor league mini camp um, where you can have up to 15 players and they're able to participate in spring training workouts and all of that. Uh, there's some a couple of big big names that stood out for the Brewers on that list, uh, mainly Antoine Kelly, who I'm you know very high on and is one of the, the Brewers' best pitching prospects, and also uh, Hedbert Perez, who uh, the prospect getting a, a lot of love this offseason for the Brewers and is shooting up prospect rankings. So he's there as well. And then somebody that I really like in Freddie Zamora from the past uh, 2020 draft, he is also on this list as well. Uh, so very, very cool thing um, that they're able to do to, to bring on some of those minor leaguers and let them get some reps with the big league players and um, just get that get that extra um, get that extra attention from the coaches so they can get their eyes on them. So uh, really great to see that and to see that the Brewers are able to bring in even more prospects uh, to get that work in, to get that extra work in again, especially with not having a season last year. So keep an eye out on them. Hopefully we'll get some more news up, updates on them throughout spring training and how they're doing and how they are progressing. Uh, but I wanted to end today's episode looking at some of the comments that I got from you on Twitter over the over the weekend. Um, Mike uh, Likas, uh, sorry, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, I had commented on a report from Robert Murray once again saying Jed Jericho is an in intriguing free agent still on the board. Uh, he was one of the Brewers' best offensive players last season with a 504 slugging and a 1058 uh, OPS against the left-handed pitching. And again, I commented, you know, that makes perfect sense for the Brewers. Uh, and Mike said, I feel like they are engaged in something because only bringing Shaw in on an MILB deal uh, and really no other good everyday third base option in-house, they could easily sign Jericho by now. Why go from Turner to nothing if they aren't still discussing other options? And obviously this was for the Jackie Bradley Jr. rumor, but uh, Mike certainly right on point there. You don't just go from losing out on Turner and then not having you know other fallback options to look at. Uh, so maybe JBJ is that person, um, and maybe they're just kind of going down the list, and hopefully Jericho is on that list somewhere. But certainly, you know, the Brewers are exploring all options right there, Mike. Um, Robbie Ash asked me, outside of the Cardinals, who are the who are the obvious choice? Who's the next team that'll give us the most trouble for winning the division? So great question. And throughout the month of March, I'm going to be. Uh, going through and kind of doing a divisional preview, looking at the other teams, possibly having some of the other Lockdown Podcast uh, guys from the NL Central on to 
uh, kind of do our NL Central preview. But uh, to me, the Cubs are still uh, a very serious contender in the NL Central. I know they traded off a lot of people, and a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of fans and, and experts are saying that the Cubs are kind of giving up on this season. But you know, the, you look at their roster, and there's still a lot of name recognition there. A lot of a lot of really good players. So I think the Cubs will still be serious contenders along with the Cardinals and the Brewers. Uh, and then I think, you know, the Reds, you know, they'll, they'll hang around a little bit, but I think they're kind of getting passed by at this point. I really think it's going to be between the Cardinals, Cubs and Brewers. Um, but yeah, I think the Cubs will be another serious contender. They still have a lot of, of talent there on that roster. Um, 262 Brew Crew. Um, at Brew Crew Fan Three, uh, in, re- in response to the Brewers being in- the Brewers being interested in Jackie Bradley Jr., he says this really speaks to what Stearns thinks about Tyrone Taylor and Corey Ray. And I saw another comment, and I apologize, I don't remember who that w- the, that comment was from, but it was sort of to this same notion that you know it looks like Stearns and staff, you know, doesn't have much confidence in the outfield situation. I believe that was, it was when they brought over Derek Fisher. Somebody had commented um, on what this means for, you know, Taylor and, and Ray and, and guys like them. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it seems like the, it seems like they've, you know, hedged their bets a little bit uh, and not, not thinking that either of those guys are part of the future. And they've kind of, I don't want to say giving up on them, but definitely um, looking for, insurance plans there so a uh, great comment there by 262 brew crew and i think you're spot on i think this the jbj rumors do say a lot about their feelings on taylor and ray uh, specifically um and then goat churn at steve i am not um again commenting on the jbj rumors said that or they're possibly looking to shed money in the outfield and that's what i was kind of talking about earlier with Lorenzo Kane, you know, him being owed 17 million this year and 18 million next year, you know, perhaps the Brewers are thinking that if they could get JBJ that maybe they could trade Kane. I don't really know what the value is for um, a 35 year old center fielder who only played five games last year. Uh, I don't, obviously the Brewers would have to eat a pretty good chunk of money in any trade involving Kane or attach a, a really good prospect to him. So I don't know. Again, that's a possibility. It's certainly a possibility. And I think if you sign JBJ, you certainly have to be already having that plan in place and already be exploring those, those avenues of trade of trading Kane. But again, I don't just like, I don't think signing JBJ makes a lot of sense. It's mainly because I don't see how you can move Lorenzo Kane in that contract right now. So you know, perhaps that, again, you know, uh, perhaps that is the plan and maybe that is what they're looking to do, but I just think that would be, that'd be very tough and you'd have, you'd have to already kind of have a, a deal in place before you sign somebody like Jackie Bradley Jr. But again, appreciate all the comments, all the feedback on Twitter. Please keep, um, please keep commenting on the, the tweets and, and hitting me up on Twitter and I'll make sure to incorporate those in the show where I can. But that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and email us your questions at lockdownbrewers at gmail.com. 
And you can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.